カハンニャハラミタシンギョウ Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. So happy Pride to those who celebrate and those who honor and defend the rights of the LGBTQI plus community. First Gay Pride March took place in New York on June 28th, which was 1970, a year after the Stonewall. Some call it the Stonewall Riots, but after the Stonewall、uh, incident. This is the 51st March. Imagine, already 51. And this will be my 38th March. It doesn't seem possible. 38 Marches since I arrived in New York, 1983. Before some of you were even born. I remember marching with ACT UP, one of the first groups to really, really bring it to the forefront of、uh, the nation's, the world's conscious, consciousness. ACT UP, Fight Back, Fight AIDS was the, the march slogan. When AIDS was seen as A gay disease, a gay disease. And friends were dying all around us. Those of us who are long term survivors, I contracted the virus in 1983, know only too well what it's like to live in fear, not knowing who would be next back in those days. And here we are 50 years later, still fighting for equal rights. As Grandma Mimi would say, Ashanda, such a shame. 51 years later, still fighting. And just to put things in perspective for you, these are the latest global figures from 2020 from the UN AIDS initiative, I think is the word I'm looking for. 37 million people are globally infected with HIV 2020. 1920 and 2020, 37 million living with HIV. 34 million, something like 
26 to 45 million in parentheses have died from HIV AIDS related illnesses since the start of the epidemic. Take that figure in. Thirty-four million. Since the beginning of the epidemic. Today, in collaboration with LabShore, Judson Memorial Church and Judson Memorial Church and several other groups will be marching Queer Liberation March, the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, Independence, and Justice DEIJ group is happy to support this action and hopes to see many of you there. So this is the DEIJ group from the center. If you can't be there physically, then join us in spirituality and solidarity, wherever you are. So on the altar today, I wonder, uh, is it okay to move the camera just so people can see the altar? They can see it. They can see the whole thing? Really? You can see all the little candy and stuff? Okay. So on the altar today, um, you'll see there is lots of candy and little toys. And these are offerings to the souls or spirit or entity, however you works, whatever works for you. For those who have predeceased their parents, you'll see Jizo, the big silver guy behind me here. Jizo is the bodhisattva who transports the souls, the spirit, or the essence of the unborn. It's a ceremony called Mitsuko Kuyo, traditional Japanese ceremony that we have taken on here for the last six or seven years to honor the unborn, whether through abortion, miscarriage, Jizo goes down into the, in the mythology to the hell realms, we could call it limbo or that, you know, the place in between the, the, the womb and nirvana. So not only the unborn, but he's also the protector of he, she, the bodhisattva's gender fluid. So most often referred to as he, but we like to acknowledge that they can be gender fluid. He, she um, is also the protector of parents and children and travelers. Today we'll hold a ceremony for the parents who mourn the unborn and children who have predeceased their parents. And stillborn children. 
We'll make origami cranes. Uh, Asian and I will be leading this uh, ceremony. We'll be making paper cranes. Usually we do it here in, in the center, in the, in the Zendo. Um, there will be, last year I think there were 30 sets of parents and it was just really, really beautiful uh, ceremony. As I said, we make these paper origami cranes and the parents are invited to write the names on the paper of those who they mourn. It's incredibly uh, poignant, beautiful. Uh, most often the parents have not had the opportunity to, to name those that they honor. And so it can be another way of closure. It's an invitation. They don't have to write the names, it's just simply an invitation. And then at the end of the ceremony, we put the cranes on the altar here behind us. And then they eventually will end up on the, the screen of cranes that you see in the center uh, when you're here in the center. You see them at the back of the altar. So the next time you're facing, next time we're facing the altar, just take a look above the door. You'll see all these beautiful cranes. This year, because we're doing it online, uh, Asian has take, taken the lead in um, organizing uh, origami paper, getting to the those who are joining us, and Asian will lead. The, the making of the cranes. While I, with my two left hands, will just look up. I've tried so many times to make these cranes. Anyway, so that's why the altar is set as it is today. And there's an invitation for all of those of you who come to the center. So lots of candy here as an inducement to get your butts in the center. Take as much candy as you like. So an auspicious day. Hmm. And we could also include, although it's not part of the Mitsukokuyo ceremony, how about the children who died of AIDS, HIV AIDS? The parents who were left without their young men and women. When I first started my chaplaincy training, no, prior to that, as a, as a volunteer at St. Luke's Roosevelt, I remember being on the AIDS ward, the pediatric AIDS ward, so in the very beginning, where even children were separated. You know, 10, 11 year old children being uh, infected with HIV. So those were dark days. So we're on day 26 of our commit to sit ango period. I usually drink water when I need to suppress emotions.
So we're on day 26 of our commit to sit ango period. The selected text for this period is from Dogen's Genjo Koan. And um, for those of you who registered and have sat with us on this Sunday evenings for the last, I think, four or five, where are we, day 26, four or five uh, teachers that have been with us uh, from Japan and across the States. Um, Well, hopefully you've been enjoying this text. This evening, Joan Amaral from Boston, from her, their Zen Center, I think it's North Shore Zen Center, will be speaking with us. Joan uh, spoke at the last angle, and uh, for those of you who saw that, will know she, she's a great speaker. Fun. So this is the text, portion of the text. When a fish swims, no matter how far it swims, it doesn't reach the end of the water. When a bird flies, no matter how high it flies, it cannot reach the end of the sky. Therefore, since ancient times, no fish has ever left water and no bird has ever left the sky. When the bird's need or the fish's need is great, the range is large. When the need is small, the range is small. In this way, each fish, fish and each bird uses the whole of the space and vigorously acts in every place. However, if a bird departs from the sky or a fish leaves the water, it immediately dies. We should know that for a fish, water is life, and for a bird, sky is life. A bird is life, a fish is life. Life is a bird, life is a fish. And we should go be beyond this. There is a practice, enlightenment, that is the way of living beings. In today's reflection, how can you fully embody and widen out into the elements of your life? A fish is going to swim and a bird is going to fly. Each doing what is natural for them, the fish doesn't need to fly. It's a short reflection on my, this is my talk. I think it's, are these my notes or your reflection? I think these are my notes. So this is my reflection for the day. How can you fully embody and widen out the elements of your life? A fish is going to swim and a bird is going to fly. Each doing what is natural for them. The fish doesn't need to fly. to realize the absolute. The fish can live in the vastness of the water. Think of the, the water as the relative, if you like, and the, sorry, the, the, yes, the fish being uh, in the relative, say in the stream, and then the vast ocean of the Dharma is the absolute. 
And same, same for, the, for the bird, the bird flying around in the sky, in the relative world. And then there's the vastness of the universe beyond the sky, beyond the water. This is the absolute. If a bird departs from the sky or a fish leaves the water, it immediately dies. How do you experience yourself in the vastness of the universe? And you experience yourself in the relative world. Right here, right now, sitting on these cushions. Hmm? Right on time, sound of the horn. How do you experience that? Hmm? It's interesting, I have something to say about that horn in a moment or two. So as a gay man, I experienced myself swimming in the stream, this relative world. I'm not a straight man, so I'm swimming in my stream. The moment I say it's my stream, the moment I step into that I, I'm lost. Because it's my stream, it's not your stream. As a gay man, I won't let you, as a straight man, swim in my stream. So I'm getting caught up. And at the same time, I'm like the fish swimming in the stream. I can't be anything else. I'm not a straight man. So I'm swimming in this gay stream, if you like. Probably this lavender-colored stream. So can you imagine? <laughs> One moment, stream. Oops. One moment the stream is lavender, then it's blue, then it's yellow, then it's whatever the colors are, colors of the rainbow. And this vast swimming into the stream, going into the vast ocean of the Dharma, if you like. Into the vastness of the ocean, where there are no labels. No straight men, no gay men, no LGBTQI plus community. Just one beautiful, big shoal of fish. That just came to my mind. And the same with the bird. The vast, vast universe. The fish not wishing for wings, the bird not wishing for gills. How do you experience your fishness, your birdness? How do you experience the sound of raindrops 
as they land on the surface of the water. The breeze against your face as you're flying through the sky. Or you're just ambling through your life. You have eye, have closed eyes. Or are you stuck in that I, 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 me, me, me? You're noticing the sounds of the city, wherever you are. Yesterday, we were at Kosha and I were at a friend's house. Uh, they live outside of the city. They live in this home surrounded by trees. It was a beautiful evening, so we were sitting outside having dinner. And, you know, a lot of dinner, chat, 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 chat going on. And they have a six-year-old son running around, wanting attention. So a lot going on while we're eating this beautiful dinner. And suddenly, the, the host, uh, the husband of the part, in the partnership uh, said, Shh. He said, there's nothing more beautiful than the sound of the leaves in the wind. So just for a moment, listening to that sound. And then in the next moment, the burglar alarm went off. <laughs> screaming that. <laughs> and there it is as if right on cue, just as we were in that moment of absolute, right on cue, snap back into reality. Just for a few moments, not even a minute. Without labeling wind, leaves, just What a reminder. There's the sound of the leaves and the sound of the burglar alarm. The sound of the leaves. The sound of the burglar alarm. Screeching. Leaves don't scream. And burglar alarms don't. The leaf is being the leafness in its leafness. And the burglar alarm is being the burglar alarm. And yet, both present. And then silence. Right? And then silence. Nothing. Or so we think. but the vastness of the universe. So I'd like to end with a poem it's from the collection uh, titled The First Free Women. And it's, these poems were written 
some 2,600 years ago, in the time of the Buddha, women leaving home for whatever reasons to step on the, to the path of the Dharma. And on this day of liberation, for so many of us, I see it as a beautiful expression of what's possible. And we can change or we can, uh, we can change gender. We can think of the gender, we can think of the nuns uh, in whatever way works for you. We'll just be with the poem as it was written. And as I said, I think it's such a beautiful expression of what is possible on a day like today. This is by Supa, the goldsmith's daughter. This is the book, this is the collection of poems, by the way. Do you see that picture? Well worth a trip to the bookstore. It's called Daughter. They all told me the same thing. There's only one way to be truly safe. Get as much as you can and hold on tight. We don't take greed seriously enough. I grew up in a house made of gold, so I ought to know. You see what it does to people slowly over time. It changes them. It takes over. You find yourself saying, I'll learn to be generous. I'll give it all away. But first, I just need a little bit more. Stop lying to yourself. See a clenched fist for what it is. Not tomorrow, not in 20 years, now. I am Supa, the goldsmith's daughter eating whatever is offered, sleeping wherever I can. This is what freedom looks like. Not a bucket of coins buried out back. Just like you, I spent a long time going back and forth. Just like you, I spent a long time going back and forth, but eventually I had to stand up and say it loud. I will not be old. 